Twist Little Podcast is an adult show, not safe for work or anything else. It deals with mature content and contains excessive foul language. All content is poorly researched, and all opinions are solely those of Dave Head. Twist Little Podcast. Twist Little Podcast. Twist Little Podcast. Twist Little Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, or welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Dave Head. You're listening to Twisted Little Podcast, episode fucking five. Fuck yeah. Moving along quite swiftly, I would say. How are you? How's things? Everything good? All right. I'm good, too. Fucking busier than a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest, though, I tell you what. Jesus. Um, yeah, so kind of just winging this episode by the seat of my pants. I don't really have... Uh, don't really have uh, an outline or anything for this one, but let's get right to the feedback. Oh, first, let me let me push my website, right? If you guys uh, got this off of iTunes and you didn't come to my website to find this podcast, you probably don't know about it. It's uh, twistedlittleplayground.com. I, uh, I blog there. I post the podcast there. That's where it lives. Um, I, put all, I put a lot of my photography there. There's some cool photos, um, some other kinds of art. I got some, uh, some digital art, some, some paintings, some drawings, some shit like that. Go check it out. Uh, you can probably kind of guess what the subject matter is going to be just by the name. It's a little twisty. It's a little demented. It's a little dark. Eh, some of it is. Some of it's not. There's something there for everyone to please all palates. That's right. So let's get into the email, the feedback here. Um, I got a couple emails. I got one from... Uh, got one from somebody who calls himself my BF. Uh, that stands for biggest fan. Yeah. It's Andrew. Andrew again wrote me. He uh, he just wanted me to know that he was going on a road trip and I didn't have a podcast out for him and he was really disappointed with me. He's like, you had plenty of time, yet you continue to not do exactly what I say, exactly when I say it. And that's bullshit. And he also says, oh yeah, and the podcast is still great. So thanks, thanks for that criticism. I appreciate it. Um, I'm sorry I let you down and you couldn't listen to my podcast on your road trip. Sorry, Andrew. Please forgive me. Got another email. Got an email from, got an email from a fucking rock and roll band. Call themselves Fate Complex. They're pretty fucking rocking too. They're uh, from Peru, Indiana, down there in the states. They're like you know, they're heavy. They're kind of they're kind of hard rock, heavy metal. They kick ass. If actually you want to stick around till the end of the podcast, I'm going to use one of their songs as the uh, as the closing the closing uh, music. But uh, if you are if you're interested in checking them out, go over to ReverbNation.com/slash/FateComplex. I got some music over there. Seriously, I think you'll dig it. If you're listening to this podcast, it's the kind of music you're going to like. That's what I got. That's what basically what I got. Well, actually, let's see what they said here. They said they checked out our pod, my my podcast and my photography, and they they really dig it. And then they uh, asked if if maybe I could use some music for their show. And fucking a, I'm totally gonna do that. I can't uh, can't go on forever playing Susie and the Banshees as closing bumper music, eh? Fuck. Get fucking 
call up from fucking Warner Universal or whatever there. Cease and desist order in no time. So, yeah. Um, and then we went back and forth a few times in emails talking. These guys are super cool. Um, I'm really glad they contacted me. That's sweet. And as for personal updates, you know, not too fucking much. I've been working my ass off. I've been uh, taking some photos, getting out and about, enjoying some sun. Other than that, not too much. Oh, I bought a new lens. Buy a new lens for my camera. I got one of those fucking fancy off-white Canon lenses that cost fucking, you know, in the multiple hundreds or thousands of dollars. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet lens. One of these days, I'm actually going to get out and take some pictures with it. I'll let you know. I'll post, I'll post some photos up on the website once I do. I haven't really had much of a chance yet. I have a couple, th- I have a couple things I want to talk about. But first of all, I really want to give a shout-out to... Uh, Remember we talked about the Satanic Temple last episode? Or maybe you don't remember, but we talked about the Satanic Temple last episode if you weren't here. And uh, they, uh, they wanted to construct a big, tall st- statue of Baphomet next to the Ten Commandments in uh, Ten Commandments monument in the Oklahoma legislature. And eventually the Supreme Court ruled that the Oklahoma legislature had to take down the Ten Commandments uh, monument which is exactly what the Satanic Temple wanted, but they, uh, but now they have they had this Baphomet sculpture, big, nice Baphomet sculpture sitting around, and uh, yesterday in Detroit they unveiled it. Too much uh, hullabaloo and fanfare apparently. A uh, bunch of newscasts picked it up, and a bunch of protesters came out just to protest it. Pretty interesting, I think. So it's like. Uh, there's a picture of it if you look at the uh, at the website in the last uh, on episode four. There's a picture of the uh, the statue. It's pretty cool, I have to say, and probably very very expensive. So it's cool that it's going to get some use. Um, they unveiled it in Detroit. Apparently, it's not going to live in Detroit. I'm not sure where it's going to live, but uh, yeah, you know, like some people were stoked about it. Some people were indifferent. Some people, religious Christians, were absolutely fucking up in arms about it. People stood in a massive line that stretched down Warren Avenue waiting to see a bronze goat-headed idol that weighs one ton and is nearly nine feet tall. Wow, they make that sound very dramatic, don't they? Nearly nine feet tall. Anyway, let me play you a little bit of the news about it because this is seriously fucking some, some, some uh, entertaining stuff if you ask me. There was, a whole, there was a whole lot of news reports too. I only picked one, but there were some that were just wacky. Just wacky. Go check that out yourself. See if you can't find any like news reports from from the United States where they're talking about the the unveiling in Detroit. But anyway, listen to this one for now. Hundreds of people turned out tonight for the unveiling of a very controversial statue. Yeah, it really is. The Satanic Temple of Detroit revealed the one-ton bronze statue. Uh, Their message, they say, more about laws protecting religious freedom than about Satan. Priya Mann joins us live. Priya, I know there were some protesters out there this evening. Uh, Did the event remain calm? Steve Sander, Detroit police say this was a relatively peaceful event. There were a few protesters early on that tried blocking the door so people couldn't get in to get tickets. They were told to step back, which they did. The Satan statue will be unveiled tonight at a secret location. 
As a small group of protesters prayed, hundreds waited for tickets to the unveiling of an eight-foot-tall bronze statue of a goat-headed Satan. Most of the people here agree with the teachings of the Satanic Temple, the group responsible for the event. It's here, it's in Detroit, and this is fantastic that like we get to experience this and we get to see this amazing statue be unveiled for all the world to see. Many tell us they feel misunderstood and are quick to point out they do not worship the devil. Mostly about individuality, so the one thing I don't like is the backlash, but they have no knowledge or have no ears open to listen to it. Protesters took the heavy rainfall as some sort of sign and even brought their own statue of an angel crushing the devil. For them to come out and want to make a statement that all of this is horrible, it's rotten, it's, they, they don't, I feel sorry. I really, really feel sorry for them. I think it's like an unabashedly anti-Christian event, but, you know, I have no problem with that, just like I don't really have a problem with protesters standing outside telling me I'm going to go to hell. The unveiling here in Detroit is historic. The Satan statue has never before been seen publicly. The Satanic Temple says the statue is a symbol for what they advocate, the separation of church and state. This country was based on religious freedom and uh, tonight in what the temple is doing, this is a celebration of true religious freedom. Now, it's important to note that the Satan statue will not stay here in Detroit. The Satanic Temple wants to take the statue to Arkansas. At the state capitol there, there is a monument to the Ten Commandments. They want to put the statue next to it as a form of protest. So again, the Satan statue will not stay here in Detroit. Reporting live, I'm Priya Matt, Local 4. So you heard say that was going to this... Let's try that again. You heard her say that the, the statue was going to be going to Arkansas. I don't know if that's actually true. I heard other reporters say it was going to other states or something like that. So I'm not sure about that. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's a secret. Maybe it's hush-hush. Maybe nobody knows where the fucking Baphomet sculpture is going to. Or the Satan statue, as they're calling it. You know, that's pretty cool, too. But, uh, yeah, so it's actually uh, ruffled, ruffled a few feathers. Um I haven't heard of any uh, any extreme uh, Christians threatening to burn themselves over it, but uh, there's there's a few people who are pretty upset. Take take one random dude on YouTube. He goes by the uh, well, his YouTube channel is called School for Prophets. Uh, he says he's a Christian striving to help others see the truth about the gospel message. It's been a long time since our Savior last visited, and a lot has happened along the way. Blah 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 blah. But anyway, let's hear his little rant because I thought this was pretty cool too. Some people from Detroit had erected a statue of the Baphomet, which is a symbol or an idol of Satan. I mean, this just happened like a couple hours, a few hours ago, right? And I wouldn't call this open rebellion. This is more like butt naked rebellion. You know why? Because I, I just realized they, they did this, they, they erected the, the statue just a few hours ago, right? And I just realized a few hours ago, they erected this statue on the Sabbath. None other than God's very own holy day. And what better day than on a Sabbath to erect a satanic symbol, a satanic statue? What better day than on God's Holy day. Open rebellion. Butt naked rebellion. 
It's time for us to get serious with God now. This fucking serious business is God shit. But I fucking love this guy. Seriously, a butt naked rebellion. Butt fucking naked rebellion. I love the sound of that. I think I might. I think I might use that actually. I bet you fucking start a Facebook group that says "Butt Naked Rebellion." You get a lot of fucking people showing up. Woo! Let me tell you, it's a butt naked rebellion. Fuck. But uh, yeah, so on the Sabbath they uh, they unveiled it on Sunday. I don't know if that was actually uh, to snub the Christians, or you know, maybe it was they thought there'd be less protesters if they did it on a Sunday. I kind of think that's maybe the idea, or you know, maybe Sunday's the fucking satanic temple's holy day too that could be the thing i don't know but uh yeah this guy thinks that basically they're just attacking god they're taking their goods but yeah no that guy that guy was hilarious so, so go check him out check out his youtube channel school for, for profit the school for profits it's actually period school for profits period if you want to search for it on youtube just wanted to uh congratulate those guys on their fucking cool Baphomet sculpture being unveiled. That's a pretty momentous occasion for them, I'm sure. Oh, a few of you guys have been saying you want me to talk about Bill Cosby. Well, you know what? I don't really have much to say about Bill Cosby. One thing I'll say about that, though, like, I never trusted the guy. You know why? No vices. Never trust anybody that outwardly has no vices. Doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't like bad language in comedy shows. Untrustworthy, man. Like, seriously. You know, like, the people who the people who are trustworthy, the ones who obviously have a fucking alcohol addiction, are the ones who get caught with fucking pictures of them doing blow off a of fucking hooker's tits or something like that. You know what? They have a vice. That's their vice. It's obvious. It's a fucking normal vice. Not a fucking goddamn deviant vice like drugging women and fucking them so yeah that's about all i gotta say about the bill cosby thing you know what i do have a lot to say about fucking cops killing people just for a minute let's talk about sandra bland i'm sure you know who sandra bland is but if you don't she was uh she's a black woman who uh was found dead in her cell in texas she uh, got pulled over by the cops. This was just a couple weeks ago. This was July 13th. Um, yeah, she got pulled over by the cops for failing to signal. And the cops fucking dragged her out of her car, took her away from you know the view of the camera, allegedly assaulted her, threw her in jail, and then she was dead. You know? Um... Officially, they they said that her death was a suicide, and when this this news first came out, I actually kind of figured that that was likely the case. I figured, you know, she maybe she was troubled. She had a history of suicide apparently, and uh, and I was kind of giving them the the benefit of the doubt that that was maybe uh, what had happened. Now there seems to be a whole mounting pile of evidence that says that maybe she was murdered. Um, Anonymous made a video threatening to expose the police and uh, then a couple days afterwards they did make a video. I don't know if it really exposed the police but they raised eight serious questions. Um, Gaps in the story as it were. 
Uh, it's a really long video, but let me let, let me play you the eight reasons, the eight uh, the eight numbered bullet points that Anonymous has a uh, has brought into question here. She was taken custody on the premise that she assaulted Insignia. On July 13th, three days later, she was dead. The official cause of death, suicide by asphyxiation. She killed herself using a trash bag found inside her cell. Sandra Bland, a woman of almost six feet in height, hung from a five feet wall partition. She died because she had marijuana in her system from three days ago and was intoxicated and that affected her ability to think clearly. No wait. She died after ingesting a quote, significant amount of it, in her cell. No. These are lies created by Texas State Troopers false accounts as well as the Waller County Sheriff's Department. The truth is, Sandra Bland was murdered. Murdered by the same people that swore to defend and protect the citizens of the United States. These men have no honor and we cannot abide by their word or trust their so-called evidence. Sandra Bland was already dead in her mugshot. There are factors that stand by this conclusion as well as significant evidence Waller County law enforcement was involved in tampering with much of the documentation as well as the mugshot. Allow us to run you through those points. Number 1. Waller County Jail does not put their detained in orange jumpsuits until after they have been processed. Evidence of this is all across their online records. Every detainee is in street clothes, looking straight at the camera, with their shoulders angled, and their bodies away from the wall. This brings us to point number two. Look at her hair. Her locks are pointing back instead of hanging straight down. Her head is clearly resting on the surface behind her. Her shoulders are resting at a 180 degree angle. A clear sign that she is on the floor, and on her back. Another clear indication is cited when examining the fat on her face, as it is being pushed towards her ear by the force of gravity. Let's take a second, and ask ourselves, why would law enforcement officials take a mugshot with the accused on the ground and on their back? More on that in a second. 3. If you look to the left side of her face, which is right of the photo. You can see that her face droops lower on one side than the other. This happens when oxygen is cut from the brain, also on the right side of the photo. Observing her neck, you can clearly see faded bruise marks present as well, a failed attempt at masking it by officials. 4. All documents submitted by the Waller County Police Department to the public as of now have been deemed unreliable as there's heavy suspicion that all documents have been doctored prior to being released. She was not suicidal at the time of her arrest. If she was, why was she not put on suicide watch? Waller County officials do claim Bland spoke of an earlier suicide attempt. However, we have yet to believe anything they may say. There's no concrete evidence or prior medical history. 5. Officials, using the media to peddle their agenda, popularized the accusation that Sandra Bland first had marijuana in her system and that it somehow affected her cognitive ability to think straight and led to her suicide three days later. Then when they found out this wasn't a believable cause, they pushed another speculation saying that she either quote, smoked or ingested a large quantity of marijuana in her cell. 6. CNN reported a cellmate next door describing the entire dilemma as quiet and that she did not hear any struggle or screaming. Why did they not ask her if she could smell marijuana as well? 7. 
the booking sheet belonging to Sandra Bland, also released to the public, does not show a clear mugshot. Both front and side shots are darkened to the point where no facial features can be seen. 8. Both the cell photo that was released as well as the dash cam were either edited or irrelevant. The photo of cell 95 was taken either before Sandra even arrived to the cell or after her death. Both have issues. If the photo was taken before, we know for a fact that Waller County officials have something to hide and decided to peddle this to the media. If the photo was taken right after, as they claim, then who had the time to rebag the trash can after a clear successful suicide using that same object was used? Again, unreliable. Now those anonymous guys, they're like a dog with a bone, and they have a lot of resources. So if this is if this is true, if these points are true, you know that somebody's going to get to the bottom of it. Somebody's going to find the missing footage of the jail cell, or the edited uh, dash cam footage, or something. Some There'll be a smoking gun. They'll find it. You know they will. So speaking of cops killing people and anonymous... On uh, July 15th, I believe it was, the RCMP in Dawson Creek, uh, up, here, up here in Canada, shot a guy who was, uh, he was an activist of some kind, um, but uh, he was wearing a Guy Fox mask, and uh, Anonymous took accept- exception to that. So on July 17th, they released a, uh, they sent out a tweet that says, oh, Hi. RCMP GRC police. We would like to report a murder of one of our comrades by some of your officers. Shall we expect justice or cover up? So, yeah, there's Anonymous again. Vigilante a gang for the common for the common man against these police shootings. And if that wasn't bad enough, so ever since then, Anonymous has been uh Toying with the Canadian government and the police, as it were, they uh, they leaked uh, secret government information detailing uh, dealings with CSIS, which is a Canadian spy agency. Um, stuff that basically nobody ever knew before. It was definitely top top secret. It wasn't like they just uh, found this information sitting around. This was a, a direct result of uh, hacking of a so-called called secure government system. Um, they left a, uh, they left a, a message today that said, uh, they were going to take the day off from, from hacking and leaks and see you Wednesday. So that's pretty interesting. I'd really like to get into this, this subject, this particular case more, but it's kind of still, uh, still developing. And I think maybe I'll hold off for, uh, for a whole, another podcast on this one. Besides, this is a long, this is a long show already. I'll stop right there for now. Um, but yeah, listen, let's keep listening in a future twisted little, uh, podcast. We'll definitely have some, uh, some discussion about the Canadian RCMP shooting in and on to death and, uh, see what kind of retaliation comes out of that. Cause you know, there's going to be retaliation for sure. So now it's time for our podcast pick. I've really been digging this actually. It allows me to, uh, go through and listen to some podcasts they don't normally listen to and uh, try and figure out what would be suitable for this show because I listen to fucking some wacky all-over-the-place podcasts. Some I would never recommend. Others I highly recommend. 
This is one I highly recommend. The podcast is called Canada Land. And it deals with Canadian media. Doesn't sound all that exciting, right? It's pretty interesting. So it's uh, you can find it at CanadaLandShow.com or you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever the fuck podcasts are distributed, aggregated, sold, what have you. But uh, basically, it's uh, this guy, Jesse Brown. He basically puts Canadian media on trial. He used to work for uh, a lot of the newspapers and magazines and stuff like that. And uh, now he freelances. And he kind of just holds their feet to the fire. Let me let me just read you a little bit of his disclosure, first of all. Because, you know, journalists got to disclose shit, right? So, But the, one, the couple of lines that, that took me, uh, that kind of interested me, it says, As a rule... This is off his website now. As a rule, journalists are not supposed to take money from the people or companies they cover. As a journalist who covers the media, I've taken money from just about everybody I cover. I like that. Honest, straightforward, and fucking true, right? Because he used to work for, you know, Saturday Night Magazine, Gadfly Magazine, The National Post, Vice, The Globe and Mail, CBC, TVO, Toronto Life, McLean's, etc., uh, etc. Et so it's uh, no doubt that he has taken money in the past from all of these... Uh, all of these um, people that he covers. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's really nice. You get some interesting people on there. Um, it's usually current events, and he kind of, yeah, like I said, he kind of puts the, uh, the feet to the fire of the media. He calls them out on whatever kind of shenanigans and bullshit they might be uh, trying to, uh, let's say, massage, you know, they're trying to twist their message. What do you call that? Uh, spin doctoring. Yeah, that's right. Spin doctoring. Because, you know, the media does have an agenda. Like, they're not always biased. So, uh, and I mean, sure, I'm sure not, I'm sure Jesse Brown's not unbiased himself, but uh, he, put, he takes a little bit of a different slant on it and uh, kind of makes you realize the behind the scene things of Canadian media. I really dig it. I highly recommend it. Again, that's Candeland Show or Candeland at CandelandShow.com. There's also a few offshoots of that podcast. There's Candleland Commons, and I think there's there's other ones too. There's Candleland Shortcuts. That's the other one, which is uh, usually just a quick interview with somebody. But yeah, check that shit out. All right, and that's almost it for the podcast. Just let me uh, get my contact information to you guys. Um, you can find me over at. Uh, well, the website, obviously, twistedlittleplayground.com. Or check me out on Facebook. That's uh, facebook.com forward slash Dave Head. You know, as it sounds, D-A-V-E-H-E-A-D. You can find me on Twitter at Dave Head Art. Check me out on Instagram. I really like having Instagram friends. I think Instagram is really fun. I like the whole visual thing of it. I'm uh, Dave Head Art over on Instagram. Um, that's about it. If you, wanna, if you visit my website and you... Uh, Want to click over on the left sidebar there? I have some fucking shit for sale. Feel free to buy that. That would support me, and then I wouldn't have to fucking have a real fucking job, maybe, right? That's the, that's kind of the goal. Not that I'm going to make podcasting my career, but, you know, just art in general. But we're not done yet. Oh, fucking no. Remember that email I was talking about earlier? The one from fucking the rock band? The heavy metal band? The rock and rollers? Fate Complex? You remember those guys? Yeah. Anyway, go check their shit out. Please go check their shit out. You can find them over at facebook.com slash forward slash fake complex. Or uh, if, 
you actually want to listen to their stuff, go to ReverbNation.com forward slash Fake Complex. Um, yeah, really cool stuff. Let me spell that out for you. I'm not saying Fake Complex. It's Fate Complex. F-A-T-E-C-O-M-P-L-E-X. You got that? Fucking Fate Complex. Anyway, this is Dave Head signing off. Thanks for joining me. Come back next time. We'll have something fucking wacky, something twisted to talk about, I'm sure. But in the meantime, take care. And please, don't fuck off. Lots of demon thoughts are swimming and we're ready to go. Now everybody get up because it's time for the show. In the air, feel the devil inside Put your time back to that the beat and swallow your pride This time Desecrate you Regenerate you Now we enslave you It's just a twist of fate Saw the devil sitting lonely by the side of the road He's so condemning all the lies and the cheaters you know Said forgiveness is the place to find the righteous land But come on down here with us, maybe you'll understand Just a twist of fate. Yeah, simple twist of fate. Just a twist of fate.